I'm Chassie Anders, and I am the host of this podcast. Guess I'll just dive right in. I mean, why not? That's why we're here. This is Between Beauty and Heartache. This is the very first episode I'm ever recording ever. So I'm so excited that you're here with me. I am going to be sharing with you, I'm going to do a two to three part series of my story and to just invite you into a little glimpse of my story and what has led me to even do something like this, to even start a podcast. This podcast is a safe place. This is a safe place where you can process or I will invite you into processing your heartache and hopefully through that, it'll help us make a little bit more sense of our story, of your story. I think one of my biggest hesitations with starting this podcast is I want to do my best to honor myself, to honor my story, but to also honor my family. Recently, I have come to learn I can honor my family by sharing my version of the story. So I am going to do my best to share with you about my life while honoring my family and myself because I believe a big reason why I did this is that I believe my voice deserves to have a space. It deserves to be heard. And while that doesn't have to be, I am publicly talking about my story. You do not have to publicly talk about your story. You just deserve a space to be able to talk about with honesty, with safety, with uh, the witness of other people, your experiences and how they've impacted you. So that is, I am doing this in a capacity that is a little more public because I care about this this much. I think it is probably the single most important thing that you and I can do while we're on this earth is do our best to make sense of our stories because you'll learn here in a minute that I did not know that my story was actually like controlling me for most of my life. And now the more that I've taken an honest look into my past, um, been honest about my experiences, named things that have been true for me, the more I can be, I can integrate with it because I think I've spent most of my life separate from it, (laughs) but actually being controlled by my past experiences. I would have never thought that I would even have a reason to one day talk about trauma. Trauma will be something that we talk a lot about. And while I personally am in the process of recovering from a history of unresolved trauma, um, you might not have that exact same background or story but we all have different traumatic events that we will experience. You can't get through this earth without it. We will all have pain, sorrow, heartache, loss, um, disappointments. We all will have those sorts of experiences that I think we haven't been equipped to be able to like move through and accept and properly process. So whether you're like me and you have a history of unresolved trauma and you're learning, you're recovering from trauma, or you recently lost your mom, or you found out that the career that you 
worked your whole life for is not happening for you for whatever reason. I don't know where you are on that spectrum, but I'm going to share a little bit about my story and my recovery from trauma. And I think that even if you have a history of that, you're going to have so much to learn and take from. So this story work, engaging your story, this is for anyone. It is for anyone who has a curious heart that wants to look into their past and wants to be able to break free from some of the painful, harmful, sorrowful experiences they've had in the past. So if that's you, you're in the right place. (laughs) I grew up in Houston, Texas area. I grew up in a very normal middle-class home and I'm one of five. So my mom and dad had five kids and I am actually number four. I have my mother, my father. I have two older brothers. I have one older sister than me. And then I have a younger sister. Faith was a part of our family culture. I went to a private school. That's actually where I met my husband. Um, We didn't start dating until later on in life, but really fun little side note. I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised in an environment at least at the beginning when I was young, when I was very young, elementary school. But my life drastically changed for the first time. My grandmother, my mom's mom, lived with us when we were young. So I was in, man, second, third grade. And she actually passed away. She she died in our home. And that was probably one of the bi- biggest, the first shifts I can remember in my life happening And of course, at the time, couldn't make sense of any of that. I didn't cry. I can remember like her funeral, those kinds of details. But I do remember my family's environment changed drastically. We moved homes. That's when we started making the transition from public uh, private school to public school. So I actually, yeah, I got to go to public school starting in fourth grade. And then from fourth grade up until high school, I finished in public school. My other grandmother died when I was in fifth grade. So I experienced like death um, pretty early on. I can vividly remember experiences of being at both of those funerals. Those are big shifts for me, definitely. But then my parents divorced. So my mom and dad divorced when, hmm, honestly, that time of my life is hard to have a clear timeline. I think that process started for me in fifth grade. And I went into middle school. Uh, My dad was no longer living in my home. Me, my mom, and my siblings lived in the same house. And my dad moved in with my grandfather, my poppy. That was another really big shift. And I think that was the shift that I actually, I'm still processing this in my own counseling and therapy. But I think that's the time in my life where I, as we say in trauma-informed therapy or story work where I turned on myself. Um, I started, basically, I couldn't make sense of the evil, the grief, the loss, the chaos that was happening around me. And so the only way that my little body, brain, nervous system could make sense of all that was to turn against chassis. Chassis must be bad. I must be the problem. If I can just change me, then maybe all these things won't be happening. Or that was really the only, it's it's heartbreaking. That was the only way I could make sense of my story at the time. And so growing up and going into my adult years, college, even high school, now looking back, I immediately dove into romantic relationships, 
partying, drinking. I think at the time I just thought I was being a normal teenager. And to some extent, yeah, because everyone around me <laughs> was doing that. But I know now looking back that I was trying to like escape and soothe myself in whatever way that I could. And so I heavily drank, dove pretty deep into that in high school. So by the time I got into college and even turned 21, I can remember feeling a little like tug in my heart that that lifestyle is damaging and hurtful and that I need to probably stop getting blackout drunk all the time. College is where I jumped back into a relationship with God, um, started going to church, and I dove really deep, went from that partying blackout drunk chassis to I go to church now on Sundays and I I know drinking's bad and I was really just trying to I guess clean up my life. I was able to hear a message that helped me make sense of things. Um, I felt a sense of safety, a sense of like relief because I was hearing, I mean, the, the gospel message. I was hearing the story of Jesus. I was hearing that I didn't have to save myself. I could like let go of some of these standards and expectations that I had felt my whole life and that someone was looking out for me and somebody actually came and fulfilled the freedom I had been desiring for me. And that was very attractive. It, it still is very attractive. And I am a believer. I am somebody that has a relationship with God and with Jesus, but also full disclosure, you'll hear a little bit more <laughs> about my story after I went party wild chassis trying to escape her pain, then shifted gears into still needing to escape her pain. I just kind of had a different context of where I was doing that. And it was church. And I eventually, um, I went, you know, did all the trainings, took, you know, seminary-based courses through my church and went to community groups, served, eventually um, like did trainings on how to share my faith and all these things. And my husband and I eventually moved overseas. And we actually were, I even like, have a really hard time like saying this word out loud. I haven't gotten to this part of my story yet and my story work. So I can feel a little bit of shame and embarrassment. We'll get to more of that eventually. But I was at my husband and I were missionaries and we did ministry overseas. And that, my friends, <laughs> is where my life started really aggressively. Like I felt darkness. I felt fear. I felt like something was wrong with me. Uh, this was, man, I was probably, I think I was 25, age 25 to 27. I'm now 32. I had experienced a lot of hard things in my life, but I don't remember feeling like life was hard until I moved overseas. I think I understood that my parents' divorce impacted me negatively. I, I think I would have even said that at the time, but I don't even remember being sad or grieving or crying. The only thing that I can remember doing, and if any of you are listening and you're close friends with me now or in um, especially my middle school and high school years, I've always had this tendency of like feeling easily overwhelmed and stressed and the smallest little things would like really set me off and 
I had rage. I would like go in these, I used to call them like, yeah, like rage episodes. Um, now I know that I was highly dysregulated. Um, we'll talk about that later on in the podcast as well. But my nervous system was flipped up when those things were happening. Like core chassis was no longer home. My prefrontal cortex that's in your brain was literally like offline. And so when that happens, yeah, your your body's in a survival mode and you're trying to escape a threat or like resolve a threat. So that I can remember happening. I didn't make sense of that. I didn't have language for that at the time, but I've always been someone who freaks out. I literally would just freak out. And people kind of knew that. They knew to an extent, especially in certain environments, they would be kind of walking on eggshells waiting for me to freak out and yell. And I would really freak out. And it would take a really long time for me to like come back to a calm state, a regulated state. So that is something that has always been present. I can remember that starting in middle school and happening in high school. But when I moved overseas, that exploded. That's really where I realized I have a very big problem and I need help. And I I know my husband Noah was afraid and scared because I was having these meltdowns daily, sometimes more than once a day. They scared me. That's when I can remember having like suicidal thoughts for the first time in my life, really feeling alone. I couldn't control myself. This was like full blown. Like I was afraid. I was like, I'm a missionary. How do I tell my team? How do I even tell anyone? I don't, I don't even know how to talk about it with myself. But what was actually happening when I moved overseas is I regressed back to some of my, my childhood trauma. And I didn't know that's what was happening. I have a lot of compassion for that 25-year-old me. She had no idea <laughs> what she was dealing with. I can actually say with some genuine feelings that that needed to happen for me. I mean, it didn't. Like, I wish someone would have recognized trauma in someone. I, I wish somebody would have seen that and pointed me in another direction or someone looking out for me saying like, hey, you know what? Maybe you don't need to go do this. Like, I wish that would have happened. And I know that it like sh shined a light on reality for the first time, like in a really big way. And I'm glad that that happened because if it didn't, I don't know if I would be sitting here in this chair right now talking to you guys about this. I mean, this podcast is called Between Beauty and Heartache, and that's really inspired by like living in a tension between beauty and heartache. Um, we'll talk more about those tensions and what, what I mean by that, but I feel that tension with my experiences there. It's mostly heartache and darkness with maybe like a little pinch of light and hope and beauty. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that I lived out those experiences because it did it. God used it. I really do believe that to help free me from generational trauma, my past, and invite me into a safe place where I could actually for the first time be honest about my life. So anyway, up until this point, you know, I thought my life was fine. I was um, 
everyone's parents are divorced. Everyone's grandma dies. Everyone has relationships that are hurtful or don't go well or have drama. Like I always minimized. But when I came home from living overseas, I was burnt out. I was depleted. I felt defeat. Yeah. I can remember coming home and feeling and even probably saying, I don't know where to go. I don't know who to trust. I know, you know, my family is not how I want to, I don't want to repeat that in my future. So I know that isn't something that somewhere I can go um, for guidance. I know, uh, I thought, I know the world isn't somewhere I can go for guidance because it's scary and crazy things happen. Okay. But I think I thought the church should have been, and it should have been, a safe place, a place where my needs were seen, my emotional needs, my my well-being was the most important thing. That should have been the case, and it wasn't. And again, same thing with my family. I am doing my best. Like Me naming the truth of what happened to me does not mean that I hate the church. It doesn't mean that I hate my my church, my sending organizations, I think I can name what is true without a spirit of condemnation and hate. And not to say that I haven't had that spirit, because I have, but I think I'm finally into this place where things just make a little bit more sense to me. I knew my family had hurt me. I knew the world would hurt me. I think it really wrecked me that the church is a place where I experienced hurt. Okay, that's actually where we're going to wrap up part one of me sharing my story. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous and scared all at the same time to have this out into the world. Wow, thank you so much for listening. It's an honor to have you here. But if you want to listen to episode two, you can actually do that right now. It is live and waiting for you. I'll catch you in episode two. Bye.